Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by an educator, a fighter, and one of the stars of season 21 of NBC's The Voice. We welcome the New Jersey Dynamo, Sabrina Diaz. Hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? It's so good to be here, and it's a pleasure to meet you, Sean Dillon. I'm so excited. Let's go beyond the mic. Your parents were from Brazil. You're born in America, but there's Brazil in your heart and soul. Why was bringing the Brazilian sound so important to you? Um, so I was born here. I've been an American, but as we say, my blood is Brazilian, and I've been surrounded by Brazilians my whole life. I've gone to Brazil, um, and it's so important to bring this music here because it is amazing music. It is bossa nova. It is samba. It's it's this happy culture that I think America needs to be a greater part of. You have pressures from family, friends, and your students. What's going through your mind during the blinds? So let's start with the blinds. First of all, I was, I gotta admit, I was pretty scared to sing in Portuguese because nobody will understand it. No, it's not like anybody will know what I'm saying. And the one thing that made me like, you know what, I'm willing to do it is because it's such a famous song. Girl from Ipanema, Garota de Ipanema, it's a world-known song. So I figured at least the coaches will have an idea of what song this is, because I'm sure they've heard it at some point. But the pressure was like, Jesus Christ, if I don't, if I don't get a chair turn, these people don't understand what I'm saying. It's in a different language. It's in a bossa nova, different type of groove. It's not like pop or anything like that. It was a lot of pressure. And I said, let's just do it. I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot. Why was John the perfect coach, not only for your time on The Voice, but for your future? John is the perfect coach because I relate a lot to his type of music. Even my blind audition song, thats a it's a song in his area. I know it's Brazilian and it's bossa nova, um, but it's a very big love song and it's romantic and it's everything that John is all about. Love music and R&B, soul. And Brazil is a lot of soul, right? And the biggest thing for me is I don't want to just be a singer. I don't want to just sing a beautiful song and have a beautiful voice. I want people to have an experience when I sing. I want it to mean something and I want it to go deeper. And that's what I see in John Legend. You talk about experience. You play it all. Guitars, keyboards, bongos. To have that ability and to be able to sing is amazing. Where does your talent come from? My talent? Um, that's a great question, actually. Where does your talent come from? Nobody has ever asked me that question. Um, where does my talent come from? I was born into a family of musical people. My mom is a singer. My dad, he played guitar. He lost his fingers because he got in an accident and all that. So he couldn't play anymore. By the time I was eight, it was basically my mom was a singer. My brother played guitar. So it was a musical family. And I fell in love with music because I started off in church. So at nine years old, I began taking drum lessons. Um, and I decided to pursue it because I fell in love with it. Right. So I started with drums and I played and I went to arts high school and I got a scholarship for all of that. And so when I when I turned 16, I said, all right, I love drumming, but I want something bigger because I believe that as a drummer, yeah, you can play and you can be amazing. But there's so much more that you can do as a singer. There's so much more people that you can reach as a singer. And I started singing. And as a singer, I said, I'm a musician. So it's kind of hard to lead a band and sing and feel like you don't have that control. So I grabbed the guitar and I said, I'm going to learn how to play guitar because I want to sing and play the guitar and have more control and be able to lead a band as I do it. You know what I mean? So that's where it started. And I went to college for this. I played with amazing people. I played with Herbie Hancock, heard me play drums, and Sheila E. and Stevie Wonder. So it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy journey. Um, and that's, I would say, just the beginning because I have big dreams. Two degrees in music, master's in education. Why is teaching so important to you? Teaching is important to me because... 
I believe teachers can change lives. And I'm all about that. I remember growing up and I have probably about three teachers that I could say these people changed my life and these teacher these teachers made me believe in myself. And that's the difference that I want to make for my group of students. And we come from a low income place. We I teach in a place where we don't have the best stuff. We don't it's it's a lot of I would say it's a lot of poverty and it's a lot of things that have to get better, right? Um, so I want to be that person that shows my students, look, I made it to The Voice and I'm no different than you are. So I believe that if you want it and you work hard and you go for it, you, you can do whatever you want. Nothing is impossible and I want to be that voice for them because it's easy to say, oh yeah, did you see that guy on the other school? Yeah, he made it to The Voice. But when it's your own teacher and you see her every day um, and you're like, oh my God, if Miss Diaz did it, why can't I do it? You know what I mean? So I want to be that difference and I want them to see a light. Sometimes there's so many bad things that I want them to say, you know what? Something good can happen to me. That's what I want to be for them. You're absolutely loved in Newark. You won a scholarship from the Star Ledger. What's the best thing about Newark? Newark. The best thing about Newark is its simplicity, is its equalness. Everybody is equal. No, there is no color. There is no gender. Um, there is just simple people and a lot of amazing people who are willing to work for these students, to fight for these people. Um, and we, when we come together as a community, it is extremely powerful. That is the power of Newark. It's our togetherness and it's our willingness to make a difference and make a stand. Sabrina Diaz joins us beyond the mic and it's time for the Rocking Aid. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> There is no pressure. Bring it on. Sean. You gave me the rock solo eyebrow. Oh, ho, ho, it's on. There it is. <laughs> Here we go. Favorite sport. Soccer. What's always on your mind? Music. Who's your favorite drummer? Travis Parker. When getting ready for a party, who takes longer to get ready? You or your fiance? My girlfriend, 100% every day. <laughs> you proposed on the beach in Punta Cana. Where's the one place you want to go on vacation next? Turks and Caicos. What's the biggest temptation for food for you? Food. <laughs> I mean, if mama's making this, I don't care what um, anyone wants. I don't care what your daughter wants. I don't care what your fiance wants. I'm going home to mama for this. Lasagna and Coca-Cola. <laughs> I'm a Coke fanatic. I'm the best. <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> what do you consider unforgivable? Rape. Since you gave me the rock solo eyebrow earlier, what's the best movie starring the rock? Fast and Furious. It's time for the back half with Sabrina Diaz from season 21 of NBC's The Voice Beyond the Mic. After you got your last degree, you said, quote, it's all about the journey, unquote. <laughs> Talk about the journey you are on now. The journey is everything. For a long time, I always said, you know what? I want to get to this. And that's one thing that I have to work on myself. I'm always looking at my destination. And sometimes I forget to enjoy the journey. So I have to constantly remind myself, enjoy every moment. Don't just live for when you want to be a big artist and travel the world and be a, and go on tour and all of that. Live every moment until you get there because life is short. You know, what if it takes a long time? I have to enjoy the journey. So the journey I'm on is I graduated from college. I'm teaching. I have a beautiful family, my fiance, our daughter. I'm pursuing my dream. <laughs> I'm on The Voice, which is incredible, which I've never, I mean, I've imagined it when I was younger, but I've never, like, said, like, you know what, I'm really going to do that one day until now, because I said, I'm going to pursue it, and I'm going to go for it, and I don't care what it takes. This is who I am, and this is what I'm going to be. So that's the journey I'm on. I am going towards a destination, but I want to enjoy every second of it. You love animals, especially your Havanese puppy. I love animals. 
I love every kind. I've had birds. I've had um, dogs with my parents. But I do, I love animals, and I think that they are the cutest thing in the world. And that they, no matter what you do, they'll always have your back and they'll always love you. So I think that they're the best humans on the planet. <laughs> you get Mr. Egot to be your coach. Talk about the lessons he's helped you to be a better performer for the future. John talked a lot about my charisma. Um, and he said that that is, he talked about my charisma. He said that's one of my biggest weapons. And then he said, but your biggest thing vocally is this rasp that he said that you can bring and you have to work on bringing in more as you sing, as you get better at it, you're going to learn how to project that rasp because he said, that's my secret. And so with that, I've been practicing songs and singing at home and doing all of that. And I'm trying to perfect that because everybody talks about that. And I've never really stopped to realize it until he said that. So in that aspect, vocally, he changed my life with that. And with storytelling, which is a big part of who I am, because I don't just sing, you know, I don't know if you saw my battle, but I like to perform and I like to use my body and everything that I have. So he talks about that. He said, no matter what you're doing, you always interact with the person that's singing with you and you always put on a show. It's never just a voice. You have to give it your whole expression. So that's how he changed my life. Now I've watched videos of you performing on the streets. You aren't playing to play. You're playing to help connect people with music. What do you want people to feel? I want people to feel happy. I want people to feel joy when they see me. I want people to remember a big love that they've had or that they want. I want people to feel an experience and I want people to realize that the deepness of music, because sometimes I feel like it's been forgotten. We're just used to always just cool songs and all that. And I feel like that, that experience of, damn, this song just touched me in a whole other level. That's what I want people to feel. Whatever they're going through, I want them to feel like I can get past this by the power of music. You said on social media, quote, even the worst year becomes the best year with you by my side, unquote. Your life was turned on its side because of the pandemic. Teaching a completely new way, no gigs. How did the pandemic year change your life? You were expecting to live after you graduated. When I graduated, no one was expecting COVID. Nobody was expecting to go through everything that's happening. And going through this changed everyone's life. And in my life, it changed the way that I teach. My first year teaching, I had to stop in March and start teaching from home. So I'm just getting used to this. And I'm and now I'm starting to get the hang of it. And now, guess what, guys? You got to go home. Nobody can come in the building. So work changed. Being around my friends changed. Couldn't go out. Couldn't be around people. Couldn't have gigs. In all that aspect, everything changed. But one thing never changed, which is why I said that quote. My fiance and I were always together. And we have this beautiful bond. And quarantine actually made it even stronger. So in that aspect, I would say that COVID proved to me that even through the worst, like kind of like that song, if the world is ending, you would come over, right? Right? If the world is ending, you'd stay the night. Um, so even through quarantine, through the worst that's happened, there was death. There was so many things. Um, she was always by my side. And every day we had something to smile about. How did the quarantine help your own songwriting? Quarantine gave me time to work on songwriting, to think about lyrics. Me and my fiance, she's actually um, a musician as well. So, so being home all the time gave us time to write new songs, which are coming out soon, which will start coming out. And it gave me time to be a better musician, to practice songs that I've never played before. It just opened the world to new opportunities, gigs sometimes on Zoom, which was something cool. And it brought the family together. You had Camille and Ed help you. Your mind had to be blown. How did they help you for your future? 
Camilla Cabello, as I said, on I said that she was an inspiration to me because first of all, I was never ever expecting to see her sitting on that chair. So when I saw her, I'm like, damn, Camilla Cabello's here. Like she's Latin. She's a female. She came from Cuba. She's a big hit right now. She's at her, you know, she's at the top. And I'm on the same boat because I'm Brazilian. I'm a female where I'm trying to get there. And so it's it, it came as an inspiration and her coaching and just talking her and John as a team was just mind-blowing. And then when I walked in and saw Ed Sheeran on the stage waiting to mentor us, I said, I'm going to lose my mind because I am a huge Ed Sheeran fan and I'm all about love music and I sing his song everywhere that I go. So it's been a hell of a ride. It's insane. Can you simply put into words how your life's been changed by all the amazing friends that you've made on the show? These... These humans, these people, these friends that I've made in L.A. are one of the most amazing people that I've ever met. I expected it's a competition. I expected people to be rude, people to be snobby, people to be like, I'm going to take you down or like can't wait to get you off the show. Like That's what you expect when you come into a competition. And coming in and seeing (laughs) people from all around the world, all around America, um, Ohio, Girl named Tom, I love those three. They are amazing, amazing humans. Katie, all these people, I don't even want to make names because they're all amazing. It brought us a bond where we would just hang out. Sometimes we would just be outside playing soccer as like 50 people playing soccer together, and it just became a family. And every time you needed help, people would help you. It wasn't like people were there to take you down or, you know, make you sing the wrong thing. It was like people were genuine, Holly, like, genuine and every time you sang and someone heard it on a radio on the on your phone or anything they'll be like this is amazing but you should do this like this is you're gonna nail it if you do this so i've never seen this type of support in my life and i've been in competitions and i've never seen it so they've changed my life and to a point where i'm like hey when you guys gonna come over here or when am i gonna go to your house because now we just want to be together it became a family what's the best moment whether it be a smile or a hug when you knew I thought I appreciated this moment, but the entire experience just hit you a little harder. A moment. Um, It was after I went on stage to rehearse for my knockouts. Um, And when I walked out, my friend Katie, she was standing there and she was like, you just, you just blew my mind. You just made me feel something and I couldn't even see you. And I think I even teared up at that moment because I was, I was feeling emotional from whatever just happened. And I gave her a big hug and I said, thank you so much. You have no idea. So that moment was, it was a personal moment, but it was something that I have to see her again. Who's the first person you want to do a duet with? There's a lot, but the first one person I would want to duet with, I, um, Samuel Harness and Katie. If you're enjoying this conversation, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, authors, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and a subscribe. Thanks. It's time for one big question with Sabrina Diaz from NBC's Season 21 of The Voice. Sabrina, what's the one thing you want people to know but have been afraid to tell? Well, first of all, I came out when I was 22. Came out to my parents and we tried to work that out but that did not work out well. I would say that with my family, there's a, there's a big resistance. Um, as we, I come from a religious home, 
and it's very difficult sometimes. So I'll, I don't really have connection to my parents or anyone from my family, but from my, my fiance's family, I have that. But that is something that I, I, I suffer with and that it's very painful. Some days are good, some days are more difficult, but I don't really talk about it too much. Um, so that, w- that would be one thing that I, I can say. And what's the one thing that makes you so happy in this world? Being with my daughter and my fiance, no matter what, through thick and thin. Being together is all that matters. Family is everything. She loves the Brazilian soccer team. Her fiance takes way too much time to get ready for a date, and she can be tempted with lasagna and Coke from Mama. We thank for season 21 of NBC's The Voice, Sabrina Diaz, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much, Dylan. Really appreciate it. Um, you're awesome. You're so awesome. I really, I, this is my favorite interview so far. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. Beyond the Mic.